And Senator Sarah Henderson is also with us on the line. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, Sandra. Great to join you and uh, good morning to everyone. Sean, we'll start with you first of all. I mentioned you're the Liberal for Yes leader. So why are you voting yes? Well, look, I, I think it's more important to, to understand, um, you know, that the debate's got a little bit out of control. And um, if, if we really look into this, there's, there's a whole range of things that we agree on. Um, you know, we agree that Indigenous disparity um, isn't acceptable. The health conditions, the housing conditions, and the educational outcomes uh, in, in the Indigenous uh, community um, isn't acceptable. We agree that the expenditure in the space um, versus the productivity and the outcomes that we're getting um, isn't acceptable. Uh, we agree that Indigenous people should be recognised in the founding document of this country. Um, you know, that's been a, a co coalition policy now for quite a number of years and um, and first kicked off with John Howard in 2007. And we also agree that, um, that there is support for regional voices um, and the establishment of regional voices, again, which is a, a coalition position and has been for quite some time. And so for me, I guess the only area that we disagree on is the guarantee that Indigenous voices will be heard, um, which is through the enshrinement in the Constitution. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm voting for this because I believe this is the only solution on the table that will address all of those things that we know uh, exist as a current problem. And we heard earlier this morning... the solution. And we heard earlier this morning from, you know, former Prime Minister Tony Abbott, who says, you know, this whole voice to Parliament is unnecessary because it will continue to divide Australia. He said that he would like to put in the Constitution, in the preamble, to insert with an Indigenous heritage, British foundation and an immigrant character. What do you say to that? Well, that speaks to the problem. That, and, the, and the problem is that... that you know, former politicians and parliamentarians believe that they have the solutions, and it's clearly it's clearly understood now that that they don't have the solution, and it's failed for such a long time. And you know, I, I know Tony really well, and um, I, I um, was a part of the Kirribilli meeting with Tony Abbott. Um, Tony Abbott <coughs> signed off on the an initiative that I led in 2013 uh, when he became prime minister in 2014, the Empowered Communities Initiative, which is regional based voices. Um, that have been operating now for 10 years across 10 communities um, across Australia. I met with Tony Abbott um, when he was up at, up at um, Arnhem Land uh, doing a week in, in that community, um, you know, working, working on um, trying to better understand the challenges that exist. I think my disappointment with Tony is that he held the highest elected position in the country as Prime Minister, but also placed himself in the position of the, the Prime Minister for Indigenous Australians. And even in that position, he failed to be able to make inroads to address the disadvantage and disempowerment of Indigenous people in this country. Well, you know, it's Senator Sarah Henderson, if we can have a chat with you as well, because you you feel differently about this this whole um, debate and this argument. Well, Sandra, wonderful to join you, and we are really delighted to present this opportunity to have a respectful debate about the referendum where the no and yes cases can be presented, unlike, I think, some other forums where one side of the argument, um, you know, I know Helen Haynes has been pushing the yes case, but we believe as Indi Liberals, and I have to commend the FEC chair, Tony Schneider, who's initiated this wonderful community forum, 
Uh, and this is at the CWA Hall, by the way, in Templeton Street, Wangaratta, at 7 o'clock tonight, if, if anyone would still like to come along. But, look, I agree with Sean on some of the points he made. Um, there's no disagreement about the disparity, about the fact that so much money is being spent on Indigenous communities but not getting to the grassroots. Um, of course, we are at one on Indigenous recognition in the Constitution, on regional voices. But I do have to pick uh, Sean up on a particular point he made about uh, our record when we were in government under Tony Abbott. I, I do want to reiterate that led by Prime Minister Tony Abbott and, of course, also our other Prime Ministers, Morrison and um, Malcolm Turnbull, $1 billion was invested in closing the gap measures, including early childhood, health, education and support for families. 28,000 Commonwealth contracts have been, have been awarded to Indigenous businesses since 2019. So, I mean, we believe that's a really important way of empowering Indigenous Australians to give them the economic empowerment they need to thrive and to succeed. Um, we've seen some good progress with the Indigenous children now enrolled in preschool, which is 93% up from 77%. So, look, there have been some leaps forward, but there is no doubt there is still systemic disadvantage and marginalisation in some parts of the country. And while we are talking about a voice, my plea, Sandra, is that the government listens to the voices which matter. And they are the voices of Indigenous children in r remote communities because while the government is talking about the voice and the importance of listening to Indigenous voices... On the other hand, it is cutting funding to the construction of, of Indigenous boarding schools in places like Arnhem Land. Would not the then having a voice be able to address issues like that? They have a voice already, and what's happened is that the government is not listening. And as Jacinta Nepopjimba Price has said so eloquently, what we need is a government with ears. Um, we have a very, very strong policy of listening to voices in regional and remote Australia. Um, but there's not much point having a voice if uh, the government is not listening. And in my portfolio, Sandra, and I'm the Shadow Minister for Education, we've seen a, a number of decisions made by this government which have put Indigenous children on the back foot um, by not funding Indigenous schools. And, of course, there was also a very substantial community safety package announced in Alice Springs, which did not go to Indigenous children as was intended. So what we want to see are the voices um, which matter, those in regional and rural Australia being listened to, and that's very much our policy. Well, we can already tell just by listening to you both that this is going to be a very sort of involved conversation that will be taking place tonight in Wangaratta. Father Peter, I might just ask you, because you're very intent on getting both sides of this argument into the same room in a respectful way. Absolutely. I'm really interested in what this will feel like the day after the referendum, actually. Um, and I think that, sadly, um, the, some of the forums, I've gone, I've been to all the forums that I can go to, um, and uh, I've really learned something each time I go, um, quite unexpectedly, to be quite frank, sometimes. I, I Listening to Tony Abbott last night, I, I was really, uh, I'm... I had windows in my mind opened, actually, um, about some of the ways that he thinks. And and um, I think it's one of the great things about listening to, to both sides of things in a safe space. Um, the fence, I've been sitting on the fence for a while on this, and I've discovered the fence isn't a really safe place to be. 
I mean, it's with an electric fence or a bit of a, like a, a target. But I'd like to think that this could be a safe place where people who sincerely hold one point of view or the other at the moment um, can have a chance to let it breathe in the glass. And uh, that's what I really hope. And uh, the idea of respect. And um, one of the things I thought that um, Helen Haynes and Tony Abbott actually were really like identical twins in some ways because uh, but they, but they both said the same thing that in the same way that they both said that there was um, that there are good people who sincerely um, sincerely hold their views and that we should have respect as we listen to them. Well, this is what we hope for, and obviously mm. this is the point of this panel discussion. It's not as a well. universal position. No, we? no, unfortunately <laughs> not. And that's uh, of course one of the things that has been so disappointing about this whole debate. Um, we are out of time because um, we are getting up to around ten to nine right now. Um, Sean Gordon, I just want to thank you very much for your time and having a chat with us. And, of course, just pointing out as well that as the Liberal uh, for Yes leader, you will be part of this forum tonight. Thank you, Sandra. And uh, I look forward I look forward to uh, participating. And, uh, you know, and, and as, as the father said, it's um, hopefully people turn up and, and listen to a respectful conversation around you know, what we believe is a, a solution and a way forward. Mm. And Senator Sarah Henderson, the same with you, my thanks. Look, thank you so much. Uh, and it's a really great opportunity to respectfully discuss this issue. And uh, we welcome uh, all views and we really look forward to debating and discussing this tonight.